0: Hello, and welcome back to the Yellow Pill Podcast. Damn! Uh, I want to give everybody a quick shout-out. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, Thank you, Isaac, Jay, everybody, all my cousins. Uh, Raina, I know your mom's listening to this Uh, shout-out, Josie. Everybody, um, I'm going to keep doing it. We're still going. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good right now, man. Oh, and I just want to (laughs) say... That this is a an adult show, you know, rated M for mature uh, parental warning, you know, but I don't think I say any like anything that bad or anything that explicit, but it, there is explicit content, you know, so just a little heads up before we uh, continue our little journey together here. I uh, just came back from the gym feeling like a fucking winner, dude, feeling like a stud muffin up in this bitch. Took some pre-workout. Been taking my daily vitamins and shit. <sighs> Feeling pumped. Amp, son. Uh, yeah. I went to the gym. I go to like a, a local gym. It's called uh, Ultimate Fitness Center. And it's a mom and pop type gym. You go there. It has like a very rustic atmosphere. Uh, smells a little funny. Uh, water fountains don't work. Toilets don't work. But the environment itself, man, it's very, very conducive to uh, to heavy lifting and just workout, like no judgment type shit, right? Uh, meaning anybody goes there, dude. I, I got fucking theas and theels and fucking grandmas and grandpas, everything, and I got some high school students, you know, just trying to get a quick workout in. It's pretty cool. Uh, but I went there today, and I uh, I ran into uh, was it like I guess like a mutual friend. And he was telling me that he's been going to this new gym called The Gym, right here across the street from where I live. And uh, I've been hearing some uh, some good things about it. I might uh, have to go join it. Eating some uh, cuties right now. They're pretty good. But yeah, man. I don't know. Are you guys doing something? Are you Do you guys work out? Do you guys fucking go to the gym? Uh, do you guys take multivitamins and stuff? I feel like it's more, you know, more common once you get older, like, focus on that kind of thing, but if you guys are getting up to, like, 30 and 40 and pushing higher age, then you guys should really, really be taking, like, something, right? I'm not a doctor. I don't fucking know. I feel like you should. Um, I don't know, man. I really came into this thing not knowing what the fuck I was going to talk about, but you know what? I was talking to my uh, grandma yesterday for like an hour and a half. I should say she was talking to me. Dude, this lady got stories, man. I want to have her on the podcast, but she only talks Spanish, so I don't know. You know, I'd have to put it under a different title. Uh, No hablo ingles kind of thing because she only speaks Spanish. But, dude, she was putting me up on some fucking straight-up dope shit yesterday, man. Tell me about the whole family history, uh, fucking life on the rancho. All kinds of shit, dude. She loves telling me all the stories and stuff. But half of this shit, it's hard for me to grasp and hard for me to, like, really believe truly because it's just so wild, man. Completely different lifestyle that they live behind that they left behind and that they lived before, you know? It's just my mind can't comprehend it. Like, I can't imagine leaving the place I was born from and not having contact with my fucking family for 10, 20 years and then coming back. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems so so intense man and she was telling me all these stories and and just like the way she was born and stuff and i felt kind of bad because like nowadays if you you live some shit like that and you kind of uh and i mean we did come from that background right it tends to sound a little over dramatic like honestly it sounds a little like all right dude like that's kind of over dramatic already like you're making something up but Nah, dude, that's just the way they live. So, I mean, imagine having, like, a, a wild upbringing like that and then coming to live in the uh, USA and you fucking raise some kids and you guys are struggling and all this shit and you're used to fucking, like, you know, just drama. You don't really have any frame of reference to, like, what, uh, you know, society's like over here in the USA. Everything's just so, like, prim and proper over here. And then you get some fucking straight-up Mexicanos, some straight-up fucking, you know, wet. Uh, wet feet. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, how the fuck do you expect them to just completely forget all their culture and kind of their entire upbringing, everything that they were taught, just to come learn something else? It's intense, man. And we ask a lot of we we ask a lot of them. And I just I give tremendous thanks to my grandma and all the people that come over here from uh from Mexico and all that shit because. I can't imagine doing something like that. And then, you know, not forced, but I mean, you, you, if you can't beat them, join them type of thing, right? So basically forget everything you knew before and just learn a whole new way of living. And that props, man. You guys wanted a better future and you guys are here. But yeah, she was telling me, what was it? Oh, that her grandma, um, I guess they all lived in the same kind of like plot of land together. But that her grandma had three sons, and the two oldest sons left uh, the ranch because they didn't want anything to do with uh, with farm living, right? So they went to the USA or another part of Mexico. I'm not sure. And they just left, and they, and they never they never kept contact. They lost all contact with the family. They didn't send back money. They never visited. Nothing, right? So my mom, my grandma's grandma, uh, she would go to this uh sooth- what is a so- soothsayer or like gypsy what are they called the, but the people with the magic ball i don't even know this the glass ball she'd go there and and then um she would ask the i keep calling them gypsies i can't think of the word fortune teller the fort she'd go to the fortune teller and the fortune teller would be like don't lose hope your son is still alive and so the grandma would live on with that hope, like, oh, my God, my son is still alive. And uh, she would tell that, you know, she would tell that to her, her, her family, being my grandma and her grandkids and her other kids and stuff like that, just as a way for her not to lose hope, I'm sure, too. But one day, uh, my grandma, when they were a little bit older, probably, you know, like 10 or 11, something like that. That they're going into the house and my grandma runs runs in front of her grandma and she goes into the door and she sees like a man sitting in the chair in her dad's chair and that my grandma got like hell scared right she's like oh. and then she that she runs out and she goes back to her grandma and she's like um abuela hay un señor ahí sentado en la silla de mi papá and then her grandma gets fucking scared like oh, quien será and all this shit right so like they're all fucking scared to get inside the house. And then, uh, finally, they they make their way inside the house, and they see the guy sitting there, and she's like, "Ah, ¿Quién eres tú, señor? No te conozco. And he was like, ¿No me reconoces? ¿No sabes quién soy? And she was like, no, perdón, pero no. And she was like, "Uh, soy tu hijo. And just bawling, just grabs, like, a hold of him and just doesn't let go, right? One of those, I haven't seen you in forever hugs and... That they were crying, everybody was crying, and they said it was something like twenty years or something crazy like that that they hadn't seen each other. And when she told me that story, I was like, "Those are the stories." When she tells me, I'm like, "And I don't know if I believe it or not. It's true, right? I know, and deep down, it's true, but just something about it seems so unbelievable to me. That I mean, human beings are capable of anything, but to do something like that, it's some. It's because I can't see myself in that situation. I think that's that's mainly what it is. Uh, but man, dude, when she told me that story, I was like, I was shocked that that's the, the type of lifestyle that they were used, not used to, but that's the type of lifestyle they led. Uh, she told me, I mean, she, this woman has stories for days and that was just like a quick little, little tidbit of what she has. I'm going to have her on the show. She can talk nonstop. So I'm excited. Whew. If you guys can't tell, I took about Three hundred milligrams of caffeine today, and some uh, some creatine. The creatine was with the caffeine, but man, I feel alive. <laughs> fucking heart's beating out of the chest. But yeah, so definitely definitely gonna have her on the show. Um, I was hitting up some old friends from high school, trying to get them on here. Uh, this fucking studio is taking a lot longer than I thought, though. It's because every time I want to get something for it, it, it none of this shit's cheap, right? So it's like, how much do I really want to invest on a hobby? Uh, so that's the kind of that's the crossroads where I'm at right now. I'm probably just gonna say fuck it and just spend the money on it, uh, just so I can feel, you know, like I'm doing something. So I'll probably do that. I just need to fucking wait for that that Gavin Newsom check to come or the the Biden check to come, and then I'll really start making some moves out here. But we'll see. And then, man, there's it, it, just so much fucking information. Like, just thinking about it right now, like, I say stuff like that, and then there's a little voice in the back of my mind is like, invest in properties. You need to buy a rental property. Rent it out. Have tenants. You got, That's going to be your passive uh, mode of income. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, shit like that. It's like, dude, I don't even know. That's all just from fucking, fucking Instagram and TikTok and stuff. Like, uh, all the passive income, I understand how important it is and how uh, people can't really live on, on one... You know, one hold one household income. So, you know But yeah, man, I can't even have a fucking a good thought without that little thought bubble entering my mind. And I feel like that's dude, imagine trying to fucking do something with your life, like something you really want, and then you have the fucking voice of like, You need to make money. Like, dude, it just ruins the whole fucking vibe. That's what happened to me right now. I just fucking killed my hopes and dreams. <laughs> I don't want to fucking. I'm over it. I'm ending this podcast right now. Last episode. All right. Bye. It's like, but yeah, man. It's like the whole fucking thing. But I just have such a a, a real passion for this, and I have such joy when I do stuff like this that I I'm not gonna stop, man. I can't can't stop. Won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. So sorry. I know you guys probably hate how it sounds eating on the fucking on the mic. But it's just so good. Um. What else did I have in mind? It's crazy. I've been doing a lot of shit the last few days, so I haven't had really time to sit down and think. And I think it's been helping, man. Cause when I sit down and think and you're just in your own little your own little thought bubble. You kind of just circle around the same thoughts, right? But when you're out doing shit and hanging out with people, you kind of have a, a a moment of clarity. <laughs> uh, but just getting out of your own head, I think, is huge, especially for me, man. I, I can stay in my head for months, you know? And it's good just to have, like, spend time with family and friends and shit, just kind of get out of your own perspective and really admire what life is going on, you know, what what life has in store for you and what's going on around you because dude everybody is beautiful everybody everybody has something to offer everybody has something unique unique about them and everybody has something to share and it's always fucking beautiful man i don't i don't know why the fuck i get like this but truthfully man everybody out there like homeless people rich people everybody has a fucking place in my heart truthfully man everybody got something special and i'm amazed by it truly uh, as you guys can probably tell I'm still <laughs> reading the Bible app But it's really some positive uplifting shit so. Sorry I thought I heard someone coming in the door But yeah it's been helping me a lot Same thing with the diet and everything And fucking trying to get my weight back into control That's always something I told myself Like before I turn 30 I gotta fucking set up a good weight Where I wanna be at And just like maintain it for the rest of my life kind of like don't let that shit get out of hand. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to get that last little final the little cut before I enter the the season, you know? So I'm probably going to get down to I don't know, I don't want to say right now. I'm sure you guys don't give a fuck, but I got I got I got a lot of weight to lose. And yeah, it feels good. I feel like I'm I'm getting a, a little head start on it. I'm 27, turn 28 this year. So if I can get it by the time I'm 27, I have like 3 years of my uh my healthy 20s, you know? I know it's a weird way to put it. I know it's a weird thing to say, but for people who battle with their weight, you you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about. For you skinny motherfuckers who is just always like, what the fuck is he tri- tripping on? He looks fine or whatever the fuck. Like, that's cool, bro. You just you're just really skinny, and you just never had like a, a weight problem. So, but yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Getting a head start on it, and I'm gonna I'm fucking gonna kill it, dude. I'm gonna stay g'd up from the feet up. I'm gonna be, uh, dancing like no one's watching. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna sing in the shower. Um, all that shit, dude. (sighs) Yeah, I gotta stop drinking caffeine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a drug, you see? It's a drug. Oh. I don't know. Let's see. You guys wanna talk about Weed? Yeah, let's talk about weed. Fuck it. Let's do it, dude. I, I know a lot of people who smoke weed. I got a best friend. Shout out. I got a sister. Shout out. I got a, some cousins. Shout outs. You know? And that's cool. I'm glad you guys, uh, you know, could partake. You guys can't indulge in that kind of thing. It comes down to personal preference, and you guys know what I'm saying. It's not for some. Joe Rogan smokes weed. at. he's a multi-millionaire. He has a successful podcast, and he's killing the game, you know? And there's other people that learn to live their lives just fucking sober as a gopher, you know? And they like that's the way they have to live their life. I'm that kind of guy, you know? I don't know if I have a chemical imbalance. I'm sure I do. I'm sure I lack some sort of uh, oxytocin or serotonin, something like that or dopamine. But I'd rather live the way I am as opposed to fucking medicating myself with with uh antidepressants and just fucking laughing at everything all the time, dude, cuz I honestly I can't handle that kind of energy where it's non-stop laughs and giggles, bro, where everything's like, "Fuck yeah, we're going to do it." You know, kind of I'd compare it to like kind of like a cokehead, but a cokehead seems a little more aggressive. So these uh these uh, antidepressant guys like props to you, dude. You guys found something that works for you. I'm not trying to. It's your journey, man. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not trying to dog on that shit. I know you guys really need it, but there's because there's been times in my life where I feel like I really need something like that. Um, but then as soon as I get to that point, you know, I just start I reassess the things that I'm doing in my life and what am I doing wrong and what am I doing right. And once I start doing the right thing, I start to feel a lot better. And I don't think that's by coincidence. That's like a dirty conscience. It's going to keep you in a bad mood or it's going to keep you in a dark place, right? And that's what I had, man. I'm not saying I was doing anything like apparently bad and like just bad things. But like my thoughts were really negative. Um, if I felt like the the muck monster or like the the river monster from Spirited Away when uh, he first went into the shower house, right? And they're like, Oh, he's a stink spirit. And they're like, that's what I felt like, right? Like I was a stink spirit. And then I went to the bathhouse and like, oh, this motherfucker and but he has gold, right? So they're like, let him in, let him in. And they fucking get him in. But everyone's like, Oh, dude, he fucking stinks and you gotta we gotta just get him in and out. We don't want this in our in our bathhouse. This fool's ugh. And they fucking get him in the bathhouse. And then, you know, here's this little girl who's like She's able to kind of see what others can't see, which I think has a lot to do. Like I'm gonna get in some mystic shit, but and uh, in a lot of ways, that's a, that's how it works in life, right? Kids are more innocent; and they kind of have a less tarnished view of the world. So she helps the stink monster, and after she helps the stink monster remove uh, essentially, essentially like a thorn from its side, right? Uh, every like he he just all the dirt falls off of him. He gets fully cleansed. He's having a basic uh uh kind of like a rebirth or a, a baptism, I I would say, in the in the movie that was uh that was kind of you know helped along by this little girl. She's she's the the, the protagonist in the in the film. And after all the, the muck and the dirt gets washed away, out comes this powerful, strong fucking water spirit, river spirit or whatever. And there you go. He helps the little girl. He gives her some some special magic. Uh the fucking guy walks out. The spirit, the river spirit, he's all cleansed and just flies away. Happy as can be, right? I guess the whole moral of that story was the uh the the river was um the river had been polluted and like my mind, my my uh my mind river was polluted. Not so much of the stuff that I put into it, but all the stuff that other people put into it or are allowed to come into it, right? Um, I don't know if I had a, a baptism or you know something similar like that happened to my life, but that's kind of what I've been able to uh, extrapolate from my experience with it. And now I was just trying to put that into words, which is kind of hard sometimes. But I feel like that was a pretty good reference. For those of you who watch the movie, it's called... I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about. For those that haven't, it's called Spirited Away. Very good fucking movie. Uh, has very strong symbolism in it. So, you know, if you guys just want to kind of trip out on it, if you guys really don't know a lot about, like, anime and stuff like that, it could be a kind of a hard watch, but it's I fucking recommend it. I watched that when I was, like, 15. Uh, my boy Chon Chen showed it to me from his friend, I think, uh, Andrew it was like these twins twins in uh in high school they're like in uh M-M-A. <laughs> I forgot what it's called AMA AAM MA yeah there you go it's called MA what does it stand for it's a uh, uh, microphone awareness they sang music apostrophe i forgot anyways but yeah, good fucking movie. I, re- I recommend you guys all watch it. Um, What else do I got? I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. I feel like I just talked a lot and really fast. I'm going to slow it down on the next one. This is my... this is, uh, Title, Caffeinated. Excuse me. Caffeine and Cuties. Boom. You guys want to hear a story? Yeah. I used to live on uh, some apartments right here on Naples down the street and I would go play outside, right? With like the 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 apartment kids. And we'd play on that the fucking green box. Um I forgot what comedian said it, but you know that little green box that hums? That foo, we'd play on that thing. And there's this Asian kid with like a bowl cut. He was like 6 and we were probably like 4. No, 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 I wasn't playing on seven. I was four. I was probably like six, and he was probably like ten or eleven. And um, he had a little hamster, right? It was like four of us. We circle around that little, the little green box, and then he put the little hamster on top of the green box, and he'd kind of just have it uh, walking around. We'd Kind of be like, "Oh, can I pet it?" And like he'll let us put a little finger on. It. He's like, "No, careful! It's, it's my hamster." He had a little Mexican Asian accent. And then uh, he was like, you guys want to see a trick with it? And we're like, yeah. And this fucking dude would put the hamster down. And then he put his mouth at the edge of the green box as if, you know, like a table kind of. Open his mouth as big as he can and the fucking hamster would go in the mouth, bro. It will like go in the mouth and like, I can't remember if he closed it all the way. But, dude, I must have looked the way or something because that visual must have been so strong for me at that age. This fucking guy was putting hamsters in his mouth, man. A dirty ass hamster. Who knows? Dude, what if he would have done that? Like, he just fucking ate it. That would have been nuts, dude. I would have been scarred. (laughs) That would have been insane. Uh, Yeah, I know. I always think about that for some reason. Like, I don't know why. A fucking kid putting a hamster in his mouth. Why? I don't even get it. I probably think about that one about like twice a year. About twice a year, I think about that maybe maybe even more probably like five times a year i'd say there's a few other like uh instances that I, that i really remember that i hold on to not so much the like the dramatic stuff like uh i remember uh, i was uh at these other apartments this was what was a, a kind of a rougher type of apartments right kind of more low income more uh you know gangstery uh impoverished the kind of environment Um, and they let all the kids go outside, but we'd all play by the, the dumpsters, right? And we'd go, sorry, my girl's calling. Gabby, I love you. Uh, and we'd go play by the dumpster, and one time there was a fucking mattress by the dumpster, dude. And you know what kids are gonna do? We fucking, we were hopping on that motherfucker, having the time of our life, man. We're jumping, giggling, just having a ball, right? And, I don't know what happened One of these motherfuckers Might have pushed me Or might have slipped on my fucking uh, My uh, Buzz Lightyear shoes And fucking fell off And I flew fucking back dude So far And I hit my head On a concrete fucking wall Like a jaggedy ones You know which ones I'm talking about Not the brick ones The jaggedy brick walls And dude I scraped My whole fucking back of my head And then like I guess it busted open And uh They had to take me to the hospital And all that They put some like staples in my head I was probably like five years old and, like, that one, I I only ever think about it, like, oh, have you ever broke a bone? Because I never broke a bone. But that happened to me, you know? So, like, that's my uh, that's my bone-breaking story. When I was like, I didn't break a bone, but I did. Bust my head in the back of a brick wall while I was jumping on a mattress by the dumpster. That's my story. But So, yeah. I think I'm going to cut it short. Thank you guys for listening. I don't really got anything else to say. Um... I love you guys with all my heart. Um, that, that shit sounds gay, dude. You know what? Fuck you guys, all right? Peace.